Coming up on Open Source with Tony Motley, with protests happening around the world, is now the time for social media platforms owned and controlled by Blacks to thrive. Nancy Kassan of BlackShare.net will join me to discuss. Now, Black people are actually waking up. You got people that putting lists together, that sharing, okay, you're a Black restaurant, okay, you're a Black this, here's Black that. So we need a repository where Black people can go and find this information in one place. Nancy Kassan is a systems engineer by trade. But in the face of being banned by Facebook and Twitter, Kassan decided to form her own social media platform, BlackShare.net. Nancy Kassan, welcome to Open Source. Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you for joining me today. Um, I guess I, I really want to know a little bit about you. When you walk in the world and people ask, who are you? What do you do? What do you say to people? Well, um, I'm basically an IT professional. Um, it's what I've been doing for the last 20 years. But with everything that's going on, I decided to take some of my IT skills and create a site that's specifically for Black people without fear of censorship, without worrying about talking about racist views and getting banned from Twitter or Facebook. Um, I myself was constantly banned from Facebook for my views on racism. And so I wanted to create a safe space for black people to turn to. Wow. I, I didn't realize those are real issues. Then is that, is that what you're saying? That the idea that you, you can be banned for your perspectives is, is real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know that there's so-called hate speech that exists uh, freely on those platforms or am I wrong? Yes, you're right. And it's more than hate speech. There's violence and other kinds of types of posting that goes on. When you have racist views, and it seems to happen to a lot of black posters, not just on Facebook, but on Twitter and possibly even Instagram. When you express um, some, some views, you make it banned. And that may be because someone reports you or you go against community standards. And the post may not always be a shocking post or anything like that. It could be something really simple and you could get banned for 30 days or, you know, you could get your account suspended. And so um, after getting tired of being banned for just very little things for people reporting me, I said, you know what, let's just go ahead and start something else. And so that's what I did. Just for, just for a point of reference, what kind of uh, post, for example, got you banned? Give me an example. Um, I could say something like, oh, God, that's a good question. I could say something like, uh, you know, well, you know, if if black people didn't exist, uh, there's something profoundly wrong with white people. If black people didn't exist, they would be treating another group like like the way they treat black people. And something like that. <laughs> you know, to get you banned wow. or somebody reports it or usually someone who didn't like it reports it. And so on, on BlackShare, when, when people come to my site, black people, when they come to my site, um, they are free to express their views without fear of being banned or censored. 
because on black share, we come first. So if someone came on there and reported it, I can look at it and say, you know what, this doesn't go against our community standards. Okay, Black so let's let's, let's let's talk about because a lot of people may not know. So let's back up a little bit and let's talk about Blackshear. When did you start Blackshear and why did you start it? Well, I started Blackshear about a year ago, actually two years ago, but it went through several iterations. I had several different designs that I had a hard time getting gaining traction on. And believe it or not, it wasn't until we changed the design to look more like Facebook that it started growing, and that was about a year ago. Um, the reason why it has a Facebook look and feel, and that will change over time, is for psychological reasons. People are already used to using Facebook. And so when they get on Blackshare, they don't have to relearn everything. The sites that we had or, or the social media site that we had before was completely different from Facebook. They had to relearn everything. And people just wanted to be able to come in and start using, start posting. So we, psychologically speaking, we gave it a Facebook look and feel, but that's only temporary. Over time, the look and feel will evolve. But to gain traction, we we made it so that it was real easy for people to start using it right away. They didn't, you don't have to learn anything. And that was the big key. So from the time you, it occurred to you, or you had this vision for black share to launching it, what was that time period? Like how long? Oh, wow. It's about three years from the start to where it is now. And again, it went through several iterations. And so about a year ago, that's when we actually, that's when we say that that's when it went live because it had a rebirth of sorts because we, we started it, we scrapped it, we didn't like the design, we got feedback that the design was too difficult to navigate. And so, yeah, we, it went through several iterations. Uh, so we're, we're going to say that the official launch date was about a year ago. And okay, so now you launch Blackshare. How do you? How are you getting the word out? How are you letting people know that it's there? What what mechanism? What are you doing? Um, you mean how are we advertising? Yeah, I mean just promoting it. just getting people to, to get involved um, in it. Social paid advertising, social media, uh, YouTube. You know, you. I'm gonna tell you, for those who are starting a business, especially in the black community. The best targeted advertising that I've gotten so far was to approach YouTubers, black YouTubers, and ask them if you could put, like, I have a video, if they could play my video do, as a commercial during their YouTube. So you and essentially got some free media from black YouTubers, is that right? Well, um, I have to pay them, so it's not really free. But it's highly targeted. And so that just going to YouTubers uh, or black influencers and listening, um, could you just run my video on your YouTube channel? You know, just do it for about 30 days and I pay you X amount of dollars. So that's been the best advertising that I've had to date. I use uh, social media, of course, Facebook, posting in groups, Facebook ads, Google ads, and those kind of things. But the best source of uh, 
um, the best thing that I found is uh, doing YouTube advertisers and just approaching um, black influencers directly because the traffic is so targeted, right? The topics that they're talking about, it's so, it's just perfect for uh, a black social media site. So that's where the best advertising, I think, for other uh, black business owners who want highly targeted traffic go directly to YouTube uh, black influencers. Wow. That's, that's fantastic. I mean, uh, that's a great tip. And I think on, on this program, that's one of the things that we try to emphasize is different strategies that people use to promote their businesses or promote their ideas. I think that's, that's very helpful. And I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. That's been one of the better strategies for me is just to go to you, uh, black influencers directly because you know they you could pay them to promote it sort of promote your your advertising for you so tell me more about the experience in terms of where do you take black share um from here uh, do you is your goal to eventually uh compete directly overtake facebook what's the goal no that's not my goal believe it or not my goal i'm not even competing um and believe it or not, my goal isn't even to make money. I'm semi-retired, so um, I'm okay financially. It, it, it won't help. I mean, it doesn't hurt. But um, basically, my goal is just to get out information, uncensored information, to the African-American community. There's a secondary goal as well. My site also is an advocate for black businesses. Um we have a few features on our site that allows uh, people to earn points uh, via sharing, liking, and commenting and doing all those things. And then they could use those points to get free advertising for their business. So, and then we have an affiliate program where people can actually earn money from Black Share. So it's not a site where, you know, you Facebook post and like and share on Facebook. You don't get anything for that. But if you do it on our site, you get some points and then you could use those points to per- eventually purchase things like we have a marketplace. So somebody advertises, you can use the points that you earn to pay someone else. And so, yeah, we have a lot of cool features on there that that is geared more towards black business and getting them free advertising. Would Blackshare be able to have a, uh, a large number of users around the world like Facebook does? Um, well, we don't have the money Facebook has, (laughs) but, um, I, you know, it's hard to say what direction this is going to go in. I, I don't know if I even wanted to grow as large as Facebook, to be honest with you. Um, I'm just, I just kind of want black people to have a safe space. That is my number one main goal. And that makes that makes sense. I, I completely understand that. I think when you when you think about uh, social media and and how it's uh, grown, and you think about what's happened in the last ninety days with the pandemic and the uh, uh, protest and everything, does that reposition uh, or, or maybe increase the value of Black Share in your mind? Yeah, it is actually. Um, if I think if I think I heard your question correctly. Um, but since during this pandemic, we've been getting flooded. I mean, just people have been just logging on. I think that's what you're asking me. I'm not sure. Yeah, that's, that's exactly that. right. Yes. Okay. Um, 
we've been getting slammed because now black people are actually waking up, right? They're sharing all kinds of information. You got people that's putting lists together that's sharing, okay, here are black gynecologists. Okay, here are black restaurants. Okay, here are black this, here's black that. That information is being passed around. So we need a repository where black people can go and find this information in one place. And it's amazing that, you know, one of the things... You know, I'm not a Trump fan, nor am I a supporter. But when you think about it, Trump has did an amazing thing. He's actually partly responsible for some of this awakening because people dislike him so much that we finally want change. I mean, we're willing to go out there to do whatever it needs to be done to get rid of racism, to get rid of Trump. And that's a good thing, in my opinion. I hate Trump as next as much as the next person, but he actually has caused a lot of people to wake up, both black, white, Hispanic. So to me, that's a good thing. Trump is good for business. Yeah, he is for black business. He's excellent for black business. And I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only one, but I'm pretty sure there's a whole bunch of other black businesses out there um, also experiencing some growth. As a result of Trump. Now, what do you what do you say to people, uh, other people from other communities, Hispanic community, Asian community that are interested in what Blackshare offers and maybe would be interested in, in joining or being part of it? Oh, Blackshare is open to everyone. We do not discriminate. They just need to be aware that the, the content may be specifically for African-Americans. We're not discussing what happens in the Latino community. We're not discussing what happens in the white community unless it's um, relevant to the conversation. So everyone is free to join. We do not discriminate. We want you to join. Maybe you can learn something. We want people to join. And they can advertise, but they just need to be aware that this is a Black-owned site and that we come first. And it's funny, uh, Nancy, there really aren't many places where, you know, that are considered mainstream, at least anyway, there where black people come first. Well, yeah, well, I know it's not too many people that put black people first, but that's why we have to do it. Have you had any uh, celebrities, any big name folks that have gotten behind you or helping you promote this idea? Uh, no, I, probably because we're still small. I mean, we have about 4,000 users, um, and so we're still growing. We've, uh, we actually have two sites. We have a video sharing site, and that site has about 1,000 members that we just started, and we have BlackShare. Now, the two sites combined, and a lot of people don't know this about BlackShare, and, and that's my fault, is that BlackShare TV and BlackShare gives our, our, our users six or five ways to earn money. On Blackshare TV, we have five ways for you to earn money. You earn money from uploading your video content, much like YouTube, um, from ad revenue. You earn money from subscription fees. You can charge a subscription fee. Uh, you can even sell your video content or you can rent it out. Right? Perfect for DIY people or people who want to do online courses. 
So our two sites together give people a combined six ways of earning money. So we're not just a site where you can come visit. And, it, and both sites are free services. There are also sites where you can actually come and earn money while you're also promoting your own business. So we're giving people an incentive to use our site. So that the the uh, idea that you can earn money, um, is that something that clearly you've done deliberately? What made you decide to do that? Well, because it just makes good business sense, right? When yeah, I, I'd, I'd say I so. People money, like, everybody I, wants to make some money, I'm sure. Exactly. And so I make money from advertising. And so the more people who are using the site, the more money everyone makes, really. So it just makes good business sense to it to, to incentivize people to use your site, especially if you're t- it's a free service. Right. So it just makes good business sense. And with social, and with social media being, I mean, there's literally thousands of social media sites. So you're competing against thousands, if not millions, of other social media sites. Facebook isn't the only game in town. There's literally millions, if not social media sites. Now, when I, when I look uh, at your site and you said it's based on that Facebook concept, have you gotten any uh, pushback from Facebook about that? Not from Facebook. No, I don't even know Facebook knows I exist. I'm such a, I mean, I'm not even on a radar, but again, it's just a temporary look and feel. And it was done that way. Um, after experimenting with other types of looks and feels, because like I said, we had another, we had multiple different designs with different types of features. And so when you're doing a pilot, you get to see what works and what doesn't. And psychologically speaking, because people already have Facebook in their minds, right? When they sign on to a social media platform, Facebook or Twitter is already in their mind. And they're comparing it to Facebook, like, oh, how do I do this? Well, it's not done like that on Facebook. Or, and so we wanted to make it um, as easy as possible for people to start using it right away. We didn't want to, we didn't want you to have to learn anything because people don't, they just want to come in and start using it. And because they're already familiar with Facebook, okay, well, let's just make it easy. We'll keep this look, this look and feel. But over time, Facebook evolved. Facebook didn't always look like this. Facebook looked very different when it first started. And that's the same here. Over time, our look and feel will evolve. But psychologically speaking, to draw people in and to get them to use it, our best feedback has been from this design, believe it or not. So we do get some pushback, oh, this is just another Facebook. Well, yeah, because that's what people are using. So, But again, that will change over time. In terms of content, how do you manage the content, manage the conversations? You talked about on Facebook where people were complaining or however you were uh, being challenged and forced off of Facebook and other platforms. How do you control that same kind of uh, conversations on your platform? Um, well, we, well, we hadn't reached that point yet. But, you know, we have the same controls in place that we can, you can filter out. Um, you can establish a community standard 
and say this is acceptable and this is not acceptable. And then we have filters and controls that we can do on the back end. Like we can filter out for certain keywords. We can do all of those things. So we can control conversations. Then we have a reporting feature as well. So if someone reports to us and we've gotten that, then we have to make a determination if they meet uh, community standards. Now, we have gotten complaints on problematic users as well. There's people will report users and then I have to make a determination, which is it's really difficult to do because I've had users ask to, to put other users off. And I'm like, now, wait a minute. I, can I do that? I mean, I look at their comment. I mean, this is a safe place for all black people, whether they be Republicans, Democrats, straight, gay, all black lives matter. It's not just Democrat, black Democrats, you know? So we have to be, even within our own group, we have to learn to be tolerant because the black race has many subgroups, right? Absolutely. <laughs> we're not all, we're not all the same. So you have to establish community guidelines. Now, so what are, what are those guidelines? Site, what are those guidelines, Nancy? The guidelines, they're very simple. No violence towards children or animals. And then if someone reports your content and we look at it and it's just too violent, you know, like murder or, you know, beating, we will delete the post, but we won't ban the user. So it's just that simple. There's no violence towards children and animals. Everything else, almost everything else. It's fair game as long as there aren't, as long as it's not too violent, or not, I shouldn't say too violent, but violence won't be tolerated. That's just no way to put it. So, <laughs> in other words, it. if I post uh, a, a video of a police officer basically murdering a black man in the street, that's violent, but it's <laughs> relevant. Is no. that right? That's fine. That's relevant. Okay. We're talking about. Um, Intentional violence done to children and animals. Someone reports that because we're animal lovers and we love kids, obviously. So we're not going to tolerate that. Great, great. So and managing posts and managing different topics. I understand now what Facebook goes through because it's such a gray area. It's like, okay, how do I make a determination of who gets banned, what post gets deleted? And so that's why Facebook moved to an algorithm because, how, and, you know, how do you manage those kind of posts? That's why they get slammed so much because it seems like they're with one, they, they prefer one group over another, which is true, they do. But now I understand how they try to find a balance and why people get angry because it's hard finding that balance of allowing people to post what they want, but still keeping, you know, Keeping a, a family kind of atmosphere. Right. Now, before we go, I have a couple questions for you. Number one, how do you uh, combat bots or robots that are posting? Um, and, and what are you, what are you doing in regarding uh, privacy and data privacy? Oh, okay. There's, a, there's some security mechanisms. We, we use uh, recapture, right? You have to go in and, and say you're not a robot, right? And... Um, you can only sign in from an, an IP address 
like 10 or you can only sign up using your IP address maybe 10 times as that. Um, but you can't come from the, because we have an affiliate program, we put a limit on the, uh, the number of times an IP address you sign up. So if you got multiple people in the same household using the same IP address, if you go over that certain limit, you won't be able to sign up because we're an affiliate program. So we have to protect ourselves financially that way. And then regarding people's data, what do you do in terms of data privacy? For data, now for data, because we also are on, um, for data, we have uh, a VPS. We have private hosting. And then we have our SQL guy who's taking care of security, making sure the database is secure. So yeah, there's a lot of different security mechanisms that I don't really want to say on, on, on online, but we have things on the back end to help lock down people's user information, um, their emails. And fortunately, our site, we only request an email address. We don't request any other information. Um, you're, we don't even, you know, we don't even check your name or anything like that. So the only information that we keep is your email, your date of birth, and your name. And of course, that's all under security. And we do use HTTP, HTTPS, SSL. So right, right. So that helps so to make things safe. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, Nancy, I really appreciate you uh, taking a moment and sharing uh, this information about Black Share with the audience today. Thank you so much, Nancy. I appreciate it. No problem. This is Open Source with Tony Motley, and we'll talk to you next time. Open Source with Tony Motley is a production of Duet Digital Media and McLaughlin Media.